On Tuesday, July 29, 2008, Supreme Master Ching Hai accepted an invitation by radio talk show host and producer of Spiritual Awakening Radio, James Bean, for a discussion about the connection of vegetarianism to global warming and spirituality. On his blog Gaia at colon forward slash forward slash santmart.gaia.com Mr. Bean, who is also a comparative religion scholar and book reviewer, shared the seven things which he believes. God is real. God is love. All the world's scriptures teach about the same manifestation of God as an inner mystical light and sound. Our true identity is soul, the self. We can experience God's love during meditation and can rise above the body consciousness to explore the kingdom of the heavens within. And finally, our purpose of life is fulfilled when we are initiated into the mysteries of the spirit by a living teacher or Sant Satguru. To share the wisdom of the masters, the richness of the world scriptures, and the diverse spiritual paths and world religions, Mr. Bean started to produce his own programs on Spiritual Awakening Radio, which is a weekly program broadcast on HealthyLife.net radio network. Founded by Linda McKenzie in 2002, HealthyLife.net was one of the first live all-good-news radio stations on the internet. It initially broadcast five days a week, and two years later, HealthyLife.net has over 2 million listeners worldwide in 49 countries, broadcasting 24-7. Today, it has millions of loyal listeners in over 100 countries, reaching over 1,200 cities throughout the U.S. HealthyLife.net Radio is also syndicated on many internet radio streams, private radio networks, and is available on Wi-Fi, PDAs, and smartphones. now invite you to listen to an interview with Supreme Master Ching Hai by James Bean of Spiritual Awakening Radio on July 29, 2008. It's time for Spiritual Awakening Radio. There's not just one religion, there are thousands After years of being concerned that too few voices, too few points of view are getting heard when it comes to spiritual paths and world religions, that the radio airwaves were not reflecting the diversity that really exists, I started producing my own programs, exploring the world of spirituality, comparative religion, websites and books, bringing to the airwaves the gentle voices of saints, the wisdom of masters or mystics, world scriptures, sacred texts, the great spiritual traditions and classics of the East and the West. My name is James B. and welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio. James B. and SpiritualAwakeningRadio.com. This week my very special guest is Supreme Master Ching Hai, author of the new book, The Noble Wilds published by Love Ocean Creative and available everywhere through all of your regular channels, bookstores, Amazon, and so on. Master Ching Hai was born in a well-off family in Vietnam, the daughter of a highly 
reputed naturopath. She was brought up as Catholic and learned the basics of Buddhism from her grandmother. As a young child, she showed a precocious interest in philosophical and religious teachings, as well as an uncommonly compassionate attitude towards all living beings. At the age of 18, Master Qinghai moved to England to study, and then later to France and eventually Germany, where she worked for the Red Cross and married a German scientist. After two years of happy marriage, with the consent of her husband, she left her marriage in pursuit of enlightenment, thus fulfilling an ideal which had been with her since her childhood. At that time, she was studying various meditation practices and spiritual disciplines under the guidance of spiritual teachers and masters. This week, my guest is Supreme Master Qinghai, author of the new book, The Noble Wilds, on this week's Spiritual Awakening Radio. Thank you and greetings to you and love to you in Los Angeles. Thank you for having us here. Thanks for joining us today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. Before I begin my questions, I just want to mention that a number of years ago, I submitted an article in the Supreme Master Qinghai News, the magazine, called Lost Books of the Bible. Yes. That was published. Of course, it, the publication goes out in 11 languages. And for a couple of years, I was getting letters in my mailbox from people in uh, Malaysia and uh, Spain and in different languages because they read the article in Spanish or uh, various languages. So that was uh, amazing to have that article published in the, in the uh, magazine and have people from all over the world uh, write letters. It's a popular subject, I guess, the lost books of the Bible, those other books that might talk about reincarnation or uh, more of a mystical Christianity, you might say, from the past. The article was good. Yeah, well, that's a topic I've studied and uh, have talked about before, the mystical or light and sound teachings found in those other Gospels, Dead Sea Scrolls, all those oh. lost books. So you are so familiar with these subjects and... Uh, your writing must have helped uh, a lot of people to understand more of the real nature of uh, the gospel. Yes, you know, a lot of people are interested in uh, spirituality and, of course, come from Christian background. And so when some collection of the sayings of Jesus gets unearthed or Mary Magdalene, they're very curious. And some of those books are very spiritual. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sure they are. I have your new book called The Noble Wilds. Uh, what is your intent behind writing the book? Well, Mr. Bean, The Noble Wilds was written uh, with the intention to let people know that uh, all beings are equal and animals are our good co-inhabitants and that they are as good as humans are or in some cases a little nobler. No matter if they are domestic pets or wild animals, they live the life that God intended for all beings to live, with the affection, family ties, noble sacrifice, love, peace, and wisdom. And I just also want to let people know that uh, nowadays there are many Dr. Doolittle still in our world. It's not just the children fairy tales. We have the names listed on uh, SupremeMasterTV.com. 
for anyone who's interested in communicating with animals. And uh, the book Noble Wild is written to speak out for some of the wild species to represent all the animals in letting humans know the animals' true identity, their nobility and insight, in the hope to bridge the gap between humans and our animals' neighbors, co-inhabitants, so that we can all live in harmony and love the ways we always want to. Yeah, a lot of great images uh, in the book, uh, in nature. Uh, a lot of beautiful photography went into that book. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad you like it. I try my best. <laughs> I'm not professional. I just do it out of love. I did it mostly all by myself, you know. Except now and again, I have a little assistance, you know, here and there when I need them to carry more food than usual. <laughs> Otherwise, I did it all by myself. I'm really glad you like. It. Yes, harmony with nature. Nature all around. That's uh, a very peaceful. It, it, it creates uh, tranquility. Good for meditation to have nature all around. You are right. You're right. You have experience. That's why you know it. You should live more in nature. It's good for us. But how many of us have this, uh, you know, <laughs> luxury? I mean, for all the time. I don't always have that luxury, but whenever I can, <laughs> I profit the natural love and. Carries the wind from the tree, the ripples on the lake, the birds the singing, the frogs that are orchestrating all night, and all these beautiful, loving animals' friends. Can you share with us the importance of a vegetarian diet? As I understand it, you teach uh, vegetarian uh, philosophy, and so that would be good to go into uh, about the need for vegetarianism. Yes, as you know, huh? Right now, the most important aspect about vegetarianism is that we could save lives, not the lives of animals, that will not be slaughtered for meat only, but uh, to save our planet. Because, according to all UN and scientific evidences and researches, meat diet is the main cause of global warming, pollution of our air water shortage, land waste, deforestation, dead zones in the ocean, war hunger, and, you know, uh, consequently war as well. So I'm just uh, give a quick rundown of the detrimental effects of a meat diet. Meat diet used 74% of soy and 36% of grain. And right now people worry that uh, due to biofuel, uh, we make the world a food shortage, but it's not true. Uh, even biofuel use only 5% of grain. A human biofuels and other uses only uh, take up to 26% of soy. So it is meat diet that really causes a shortage of food. We have 862 million hungry people in 2008. And the grain that will feed the livestock alone is enough for 2 billion people. Now, concerning water, one serving of beef is 1,200 gallons, one serving of chicken, 330 gallons, and one complete vegan meal, including tofu, rice, vegetables, etc., is only 98 gallons. So you see, 
Now everybody was talking a lot about food shortage and water shortage. The main cause is, again, livestock grazing. That is not included in the contamination of most world bodies of water and related usages. Now, about financial costs even, you know, this is just a quick rundown for your listeners. The health costs for related illness only in the United States alone, 120 to 150 billions per year. It's a lot of money, don't you think? Indeed. And uh, that's according to the research of University of Pennsylvania and Center for Disease Control and Prevention, and uh, also Dr. Colin Campbell of Cornell University. And, you know, it's not just about all this sickness and um, water and food shortage. It breeds war because when people are hungry and uh, insecure about food and famine everywhere, they might just do anything. And that's why we have war. And it costs 192 billion U.S. dollars per year for the United States alone on war. That is according to U.S. Congressional Research of Center for Arms Control and Non-Proliferation. Regardless who pays, it is a waste of national resources and finance which could be used for more beneficial cause, for nobler causes. So I think a vegetarian diet, it is not... For religious people alone, it is truly necessary for us to survive. We can't afford it. We have limited resources, and so all of these inefficient practices uh, that cost uh, too much, you know, at some point we'll just go broke. Yeah, you're right. You know it all. It's correct there, what you said. We cannot afford it forever like this. We have to stop the meat Consumption, we have to stop the meat in order to even survive. We don't talk about religious, moral obligation or even compassion, nothing yet. In order to save ourselves, we must be vegetarian. A vegetarian diet is a non-violence in the highest sense, and a vegetarian diet is a love in action. Don't you think? Yes, if you love animals, uh, why eat them? Yeah, everybody say we love animals, but how? And a vegetarian diet will stop 80% of global warming, stop all the cruelty beginning on our plate, generating loving, kind energy around the world, stop water shortage and water pollution, stop food shortages, stop war hunger and war, prevent deadly diseases, save enormous tax and medical bills, to build a better world and support new useful inventions and good people's organization. The list goes on and on. We all want to have a peaceful world, and we all talk about how we want peace and love. Well, I think we uh, should start it now, unless peace begins on our plate, unless love begins with our choice. That's what I think. Uh, the benefit of vegetarian diet cannot be overstated. And now there is a spiritual aspect also. When a person partakes in a direct or indirect killing of any sentient beings, be it human or animals, he or she enters the cycle of revenge and violence. And it will only end when one stops doing it. Hence, we have to love 
our enemy. Because only love and forgiveness will have the power to break the negative effect of hatred and vengeance. But all masters and enlightened saints in the past have already talked about it. I myself have talked for years also about it. And uh, now maybe I will just mention the scientific fact that meat-eating causes so much suffering, not just for animals, but for us humans who consume it as well. If uh, anyone would care to log on to the SupremeMasterTV.com or watch the Supreme Master Television, and they will have all the proven facts about the poisonous quality of animal diet. Maybe people will understand better with this info. We have it all concentrated. We have it all collected in a, like a scroll, a list, and it's all free of charge. All the things from Supreme Master Television is all free of charge, including all the advertisement, so people can always download what they want and uh, inform themselves and then decide for themselves. Yes, we're compassionate with the animals. We're being compassionate upon ourselves because... Uh, We avoid the fat, the cholesterol, and in a sense, by eating animals, uh, the animals uh, have the last word eventually because of uh, medical disease-related uh, issues from eating meat. So when we're nice to animals, we're being nice to ourselves, our bodies. Right, right. We have summarized, you know, some of the most deadly disease uh, caused by meat diet and If we don't stop it, we just continue working forever in order just to pay medical bills and damaging ourselves. This is no sense, is it? There's no sense to poison ourselves and then work very hard to buy the poison and cook the poison, eat the poison, and have to go to the doctor, undergo untold suffering also, operation, x-ray, whatever, recovering, and then pay for it as well. It seems to me senseless, the meat diet. Some of the diseases related to meat consumption and or production. Swine flu. Cured meats and fish increase leukemia risk in children. Antibiotic-resistant superbug infections from a strain of Staphylococcus aureus, blue tongue disease. E. coli. Salmonella. Bird flu, mad cow disease or Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, 90% of the population at risk. Pig's disease or PMWS. Listeriosis, shellfish poisoning, preeclampsia, Campylobacter, Clostridium difficile, diseases hidden in healthy appearing livestock. Some of the costs of meat eating. Infertility. Eating just one serving of meat per day increases the risk of women's infertility by 32%, with additional meat consumption increasing the risk. Heart disease. Over 17 million lives lost globally each year. Cost of cardiovascular disease is at least 1 trillion US dollars a year. Cancer. Over 1 million new colon cancer patients diagnosed each year. More than 600,000 colon cancer-related mortalities annually. In the United States alone, colon cancer treatment costs about 6.5 billion US dollars. Millions of people are newly diagnosed with other meat-related cancers every year. Diabetes. 246 million people are affected worldwide. 
An estimated 174 billion US dollars spent each year on treatment in just the United States. Obesity. Worldwide, 1.6 billion adults are overweight, with 400 million more who are obese. Costs 93 billion US dollars each year for medical expenses in the United States alone. At least 2.6 million people die annually from problems related to being overweight or obese. Environmental. Use up to 70% of clean water. Pollute most of the water bodies. Deforest the lungs of the earth. Uses up to 43% of the world's cereal. Uses up to 85% of the world's soy. Cause world hunger and wars. 80% cause of global warming. Plus more. Some of the costs of milk consumption. Bacterial microbes, pesticides, and enzymes found in cheese derived from the inner stomach linings of other animals. Up to 80% of the calories in cheese are from pure fat. Breast, prostate, and testicular cancer from hormones present in milk. Hysteria and Crohn's disease. Hormones and saturated fat leads to osteoporosis, obesity, diabetes, and heart disease, linked to higher incidences of multiple sclerosis, classified as a major allergen. Lactose intolerance. Plus more. Also, because as you said it, we have compassion for animals. That also means compassion for us. Actually, we don't even need all these scientific facts, but it helps. Otherwise, whatever we do, it come back to us. As we saw, so shall we reap. The Bible said that. Thank you, Mr. Bean. Ahimsa or nonviolence is a lifestyle.、Uh, what do you recommend to encourage people to put into practice ahimsa or nonviolence in thought, word, and deed? Yes, I do. I do encourage that all the time. And as you say, it should be a lifestyle. But we are getting in there, thanks to people like you, spread the news and informing your listeners. Yes, a very、uh, ancient teaching from not only the East but also the West. Love your neighbor as yourself. Nonviolence in thought, word, and deed. I like the Eastern approach where there's greater emphasis on the thinking and what is being said before the action. That all actions spring from our thoughts, our beliefs, and that's the root cause of all of our actions. Since a time immemorial, nonviolence is always emphasized. As a way of life, as a way we should live, if we really want heaven on earth, I hope sooner all people will realize this, and we will have truly Eden again. I'm sort of getting encouraged these days that、uh, these kind of ideas are getting more popular. As ice caps melt, I think、uh, more and more people kind of realize that. We do affect the planet with our actions, our lifestyle choices, and diet. I think that I'm sensing more receptivity these days to positive change, going in a spiritual direction. That's right. That's right, Mr. Beach. That's right. I see that change also coming more and more now. Thank God. Just in time. Yeah, I hope. I hope it's a high time. It could be quicker, but we shall be patient, won't we? Better late than never, as they say. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Share with us about your activities.、Uh, you teach、uh, meditation practice, the、uh, Kuan Yin method of meditation. 
give us a sense of your your message or teachings about uh, meditation and uh, a spiritual way of life? Yes, gladly. We are a simple group, but right now we have a global Supreme Master Television because of the urgency of the climate change. So we pour our resource and energy into it just to try to inform people hoping that we can uh, save the planet uh, on time. And we even have a website also if uh, people cannot uh, watch TV where they are because if they don't have a satellite disc, although we are a global and we have 14 satellite platforms which broadcast around the world in six continents. Uh, so we have also SupremeMasterTV.com so people can watch it uh, on internet. And we report updates on Earth crisis and constructive programs. We also feature international shows of culture and of diverse faiths in the world, different religions and what they say and so on. And we introduce heroes, both men and animals, and inspiring personages and good leadership around the world. We also offer seminars around the globe sharing solutions to curb global warming. And we have group meditation many times weekly in our worldwide uh, centers. And we also disseminate uh, noble life choices to awaken humans' inherent greatness. Uh, we also uh, physically and financially help the worlds of brothers and sisters in time of need, such as uh, disaster and famine sometimes uh, around the world. This week's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio, a phone interview, part one of my conversation with Supreme Master Ching Hai about the need for vegetarian diet, for the increasing popularity of vegetarian diet and vegan diet to affect health on a personal as well as planetary level. I began the interview earlier by mentioning an article that was published in the Supreme Master Ching Hai News several years back, an article of mine, which I submitted called The Lost Books of the Bible. The Supreme Master Ching Hai News was published in 11 languages at the time, probably more now. And so I was getting letters after it was published. I was getting letters in my mailbox every day, and not only in English, but also other languages, because... People would read my article in uh, Spanish or in uh, Chinese and would reply in those languages. Uh, they saw my article in their own native language and so thought I spoke that language, read that language. So I would get some interesting letters from faraway places in a variety of languages. And even when I couldn't understand what was being said, I would see the term lost books of the Bible in the letter, so I knew exactly what they were writing about. So that was a neat experience to have one of my articles originally published in Maine in a publication, a holistic journal called Maine Wellbeing, and then I submitted it to the Supreme Master, to the news, and of course have used it on the radio program Spiritual Awakening. 
numerous times over the years, updating it with the latest information. Well, on next week's program, hear part two of my phone conversation with Supreme Master Ching Hai, talking about the Kuan Yin method of meditation, essentially inner light and sound meditation, vegetarian diet, ahimsa values, and other topics, various books she has authored over the years. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com if you have any questions or comments. james at spiritualawakeningradio.com is my email address and my website you can visit anytime, www.spiritualawakeningradio.com. For Spiritual Awakening, I'm James Bean. See you next week. This week's program features of my phone conversation with Supreme Master Ching Hai of the Supreme Master Ching Hai Association. And this is the portion of the conversation where we started to discuss the meditation practice according to Supreme Master Ching Hai. Concerning the meditation practice, uh, it involves direct contact with God's attribute within us and uh, rekindling the light and heavenly teaching from heaven in the form of uh, music within. The brilliant light of the divine that are always mentioned in different doctrines around the world in, in different religions and the word that mentioned in the Bible and the sound stream that mentioned in Buddhism or Hinduism in the beginning was the word and the world was God and the world was with God and everything that was created out of this world. So our meditation is to contact direct to that world which is God within us. And we meditate morning and evening, minimum two and a half hours, more or less. And we keep a pure vegetarian diet, mean no animal products, no drug, no alcohol, no cigarette and adhere to noble human standard, namely no violence but peace and love, no stealing but honesty and charity, no sexual misbehaving but loving and royal relationship, no telling lie but be truthful, no intoxicants, no gambling, but the center on the divine blessing which manifests in our daily life as we meditate as this practice is to rediscover our true and great self, any of the above-mentioned good quality must be kept so that we can manifest heaven within and without. Within, we contact direct daily with the divine as we sharpen our inner visions and in touch with higher dimension and spiritual benefactors such as a past master like Jesus, Buddha, we can directly communicate with them when we are up to their level, and uh, consequently we become wiser, more loving and saintly, and beneficial to the world. So we thus become a living testimony and walking embodiment of the divine within us. 
then we will automatically treat all with equal respect and love. The love in us will be alive again. We will be a living, breathing saint to bless all who we are in contact with, as well as our surrounding and the world, because we will bring special, uplifting energy to gradually make the world a heaven on earth. Well, the list goes on forever. Um, if anyone interested, they can contact our centers for more detail or goddirectcontact.org, suprememastertv.com, etc., etc. Uh, all of them are free of charge uh, before, between, and after, and no obligation of any kind. On the inner sound, um, one of my favorite Buddhist texts is the Surangama Sutra, which I believe it's a Sanskrit spelling, but it, it means Kuan Yin in the Chinese, I, I believe. Right. It's uh, all about gaining enlightenment through transcendental hearing. That's an amazing book, wherever it came from. It's an ancient text. Yeah. That's from India, where the Buddha was alive. He talked about it, and uh, his disciple recorded And uh, that's now we have it. <laughs> Many of them, and especially this one, always mention about the South Current that we, the human being, rely on to go back to the original abode. And the Bodhisattva and the Buddha rely on that to come down to our world to bless and rescue sentient beings. Well, you are very well read, Mr. Bean, and you are so vastly knowledgeable. I'm impressed. Even many Buddhists don't know this sutra exists, don't know this scripture. You're so good. It's a pretty yeah. rare text, and uh, it also talks about vegetarian diet, and so it's, uh, yes. it's a very interesting book. Oh, it says everything in there. Uh, that's my oh, favorite Buddhist sutra. Yes, yes. That's a very deep one that you read. <laughs> I'm impressed. Are you Buddhist, or are you just uh, 30 all kind to compare? Oh, everything to do with uh, sound and, and light and, and uh, world scriptures, uh, it's my, my focus. And that one is uh, just a very, very deep book, uh, very impressed by, by that. That kind of stands out to me as one of the more interesting sutras. Yes, it is very informative and uh, comprehensive. The Buddha have many of his disciples telling a different kind of meditation practice, and then later on the Buddha and many of them agree that the Quaning method, the method that we use the south current and the light, is the main one, is the best one, the quickest to reach enlightenment. And according to my uh, experience, it is so. And that's what I am uh, sharing with people, the method of the heavenly south current and the heavenly light within. And from that we, we also have heavenly vision, and contact with the past masters, ascended masters, in order to learn more what we cannot learn uh, through human language on this uh, earthly sojourn. must be a very ancient path because uh, the Surangama Sutra, I don't know how old that would be, 2,000 years, I guess. Uh, that's a very old book, so that's a very, very uh, ancient form of meditation. Yes, yes. It has been forever, before Buddha even. He did not uh, invent it. <laughs> uh, during our earthly history, there has always been a master or teacher or guide who has been fortunate enough to still come in contact with this ancient 
teaching an ancient way of enlightenment and pass it on to whoever come to him or her since time immemorial. It's just that uh, we have forgotten or we have not have a chance to come in contact with such people. I had the chance to, and so after I verify it and uh, get enlightening experiences myself, I'm sure that it's a good one, and so I continue to share it to whomever interested to learn. And Lord Mahavira of um, Jainism, his teachings are very vegetarian, and, and there's also some sound teachings there, too, in, in uh, the Jainist sutras. And Mahavira was the 24th um, um, avatar, or Tirthankara, he was the 24th uh, teacher in a very old lineage. So, And he lived before Christ, he was a few centuries B.C., so that's a very old religion, too. Yes, yes. And it's all about nonviolence, ahimsa too. Yeah, they mention sound in, in that. Also in the Sikh uh, scripture, they all, always mention about the sound. They, they say shabda. Shabda means sound in English. In Hindi, is shabda. In many religious scripture, if anyone cares to do the comparative uh, religious study, they will find it. It's always mentioned about the sound current and the light of God. Even in the Christian Bible, so God spoke in the sound of many water, like the sound of thunder, etc. And St. John, during his deep meditation, he ascended to heaven, he heard the sound of trumpet, etc., etc. Yes, the sound drew him up, and then he described uh, visions of uh, heavens. Yeah, I think of the book of Revelations as a kind of out-of-body experience as well. That's true, yes. We all know that whoever practices the sound and light meditation they have this uh, kind of experience anyway. It's just a method that I imparted. We have it right away, the sound and light immediately at the time of so-called initiation. And if we do it alone, sometimes it takes years or a lifetime to be able to contact this light or this sound. But if you have somebody who already have the light and sound within him or herself, it's just like a, a torch passed rekindle another thought is is fast. <laughs> yeah, meditating with other people uh, really is quite a jump start. It's uh, a transference, kind of a, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in their midst, kind of uh, group energy, collective energy. Yes. It depends also which group. <laughs> yeah. If that group already have the light inside within themselves, reawaken. and they guide us, you know, and show us how, then we would have it right away also. That's called immediate enlightenment. What would be some of your favorite uh, books of saints or great masters of the past? Oh, they are all my favorite. <laughs> they are all my favorite. I study the Quran and Muhammad teaching. I study Buddhism and uh, Christianity and Hinduism, Sikhism, uh, Jainism. They all speak the same thing. The God within us. And live a virtuous life, live a God-like life assistance on the planet, and meditate on the sound and the light. If you can do it yourself, good. If not, you find uh, the guide who already has the light and sound awakened within him, and then it can transmit it to you, awaken it for you. Are you optimistic about the future, that uh, we're headed towards a more peaceful time, or there are 
some potential for conflicts between East and West. Um, are you optimistic that peace will prevail, or do you see another round of uh, conflict between you know so some of those problems that are brewing? There's a lot of com- complicated things going on in the world. Well, I'm uh, born optimistic, so <laughs> anyway, with the current uh, crisis that we are facing right now, I think uh, all the leaders of the world will have to prioritize on saving the planet. And it's good that we have this common goal, so all the leaders probably, mostly would unify together to fight our worst enemies, the global warming. So I have a feeling that we will have peace and most people will turn into more nobler lifestyle, vegetarian diet, more peace and unify and harmony with each other. I have that feeling. And I hope it's a true feeling. Instead of um, East uh, and West going to war? No, they're not going to war anymore. I think they are smart people. I think there's no sense of going to war for any reason now. Oh, good. Because it does seem apparent that it would be very wasteful and we'll just need to put our resources together to deal with global warming and producing electricity in better ways that are non-polluting. And uh, we should put our resources into that, making the world a better place. That's right. That's right. I think they are leaning toward this tendency now that they are united because the danger we're facing is not a terrorist, is not an enemy that you could pinpoint and use a gun or any weapon to destroy. This is the true crisis that affects everybody, our friends and enemies. So I think all the world leaders, they are smart enough to realize that. Well, maybe the Internet will save the world uh, because we're all more aware, get feedback from other points of view coming from other parts of the world. So maybe there's enough communication now so yes. that we can kind of speed up the process a bit. Yes, yes. That's what I was uh, hoping. And it is true like that, that nowadays we have better communication, which is a good thing. Do you have plans of writing uh, another book? In the future, a new book? <laughs> right now, I'm so busy. I had three books already. I mean, personally written. Other books are plenty, you know, about spiritual practice that uh, my uh, people have collected on my lecture and seminars, and they have put into many books already. But yes, if I have a chance, maybe I write another book <laughs> about love or something. Love their neighbors or something. <laughs> I have a, your book of poetry, which was published a few years back. I, I'm a great fan of mystic poetry. You have many books for me, huh? I have most of your books, actually, uh, in my collection. There's a several-volume set, and then there's a book on uh, enlightenment and a book of poetry. If you wish any other books, uh, please uh, contact my people, and if you let them know where and when you want it, I will write to them and say, please send it to you. I also wrote another two books about animals, the, the dogs in my life and the birds in my life, which I wrote about my adopted birds and dogs. <laughs> and they're also number one international bestseller, just like the Noble Wilds. If you didn't have it, uh, please uh, let my people know if you want it, and we will send it to you. I have the Noble Wilds, but not the other uh, nature books, so I'll, I'll have, oh, to, have other... to get those. It's uh, the dogs in my life and the birds in my life. These are two books. 
with the true account of my uh, life with uh, my pet, the rescue dogs and adopted birds. If you want it, you just write a note to my people and say that I promise you that you can have any books you want, anything that you want from our collection, and then they will send it to you. Well, that's wonderful. I certainly appreciate that, and we'll definitely, being a bookish sort of person, we'll uh, pursue that, actually. Uh, that'll be great. I'm honored that you like them, and, you know, if you enjoy them, that, that is a great uh, privilege for me also. I'm glad you like. Uh, we're going to send whatever book. You write it down, and they will know it. They will send it. Your word is enough, and I hope you enjoy. <laughs> a lot of people like them, children also. Yes, indeed. And how about you? Did you write any more new book? I write articles. I haven't written a, a book. I have enough material for a book, but I haven't put it all together in book form. But I certainly could. You uh, should, one huh? of these days, it's it's on my to-do list to write a book, probably about uh, the lost books of the Bible, the, the mystical, those jewels, those verses about uh, inner sound and light experience found in the apocryphal books, Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, Gnostic yeah. texts, all those kind of writings. Uh, that would be a, a good one. Since you already have written an article, you know, I don't see why not a book. Just collect them together, all the articles, and put them together into a book. And there, voila. <laughs> yes, that's uh, an interest of many people these days. That's something that needs to be done, I think. Yeah. Good books is hard to find, so please contribute one. Huh? Well, thanks for for being with us today. It's a great privilege to have uh, you on as a guest on the program today. The honor is mine, Mr. Bean. Anytime. We've covered a lot of ground. Uh, I certainly hope that enough people become vegetarian soon enough and enough change happens to reduce the greenhouse gases in time, you know, that, that we're not behind the curve so that we're too late, but that enough uh, change can happen so we can uh, keep uh, the ice caps from melting and those things that they talk about will happen if we don't act soon enough. I just hope yeah. enough people are going to be uh, making their effort to uh, make a difference in time. Yes, yes. The more people join in the vegetarian circle, the more time we will have to curb the global warming. Now, due to all the effort of everybody... And going out, distributing flyers and all the media, help with broadcasting information, including our TV. And now more and more people have joined vegetarian diets, and due to the compassionate love that they want to save lives on the planet now. And so uh, heaven have mercy on us, and we have gained many more months. As uh, we go on, I see that we gain more and more time, and I'm very happy to tell you. That's how uh, humanity has worked when we need to do something. Uh... We rise to the occasion, maybe at the last minute, but we usually do. So yes. I share your optimism about the future. We do have intelligence and resource, you know. And all it takes is just to turn to vegetarianism, that's all. And then everything else will come along nicely. We will have more time and more clearer vision to invent different things. And as we live in love and, and kindness, surrounded by positive energies, our life will become different and every blessing will come to us. Otherwise, if we are plagued down by all kind of poisonous substances like meat and alcohol and cigarette, drugs, then we cannot even think straight. 
some of the tragic tolls of drug abuse. Over 200,000 deaths each year. Cost of 181 billion U.S. dollars each year in the United States. 33 billion U.S. dollars in the U.K. Lifetime cost of current drug addiction amounts to 575 billion U.S. dollars in the U.K. Harmful effects. Brain damage, stroke, heart disease, liver disease, tuberculosis, emphysema, cancer, depression, suicide, permanent memory loss, mental illness, higher infant mortality, increased crime and violence, impotence, crime and violence. Illegal drugs are a factor in 50% of burglaries in the United Kingdom each year. In the U.S., 60% of people arrested each year have been taking illegal drugs. 650 heroin addicts in the U.S. committed 70,000 crimes in a three-month period. Social costs. U.S. businesses lose 100 billion U.S. dollars per year due to employees' drug and alcohol abuse. Australians pay 53 billion U.S. dollars per year for health care, law enforcement, and lost productivity of drug users. Environmental costs. Every gram of cocaine produced destroys 4.4 square meters of rainforest, with 300,000 hectares of rainforest lost each year to cocaine production. Death. 52 people die each day due to drugs in the U.S. In Canada, substance abuse is attributed to 21% of total deaths and 23% of potential life years lost due to early mortalities. Plus more. Some of the tragic tolls of smoking. 5.4 million smoking-related deaths per year worldwide. Cost of smoking-related illnesses, 96 billion U.S. dollars in the United States alone. Speeds the aging process. Toxic residues of third-hand smoke. Heart disease. Coronary thrombosis, cerebral thrombosis, kidney failure. Cancer. Lung cancer, esophagus cancer, kidneys cancer, bladder cancer. Chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, emphysema, bronchitis, stroke. Impotence, additional harms for secondhand smoking, sudden infant death syndrome, infertility, miscarriages, and premature deliveries, childhood asthma, bronchitis, ear infection, cleft lip or palate, Hyperactivity and aggression in asthmatic boys. Circulatory problems in women. Plus more. Some of the tragic tolls of alcohol. 1.8 million alcohol-related deaths per year worldwide. Cost of alcohol-related illnesses, 186.4 billion U.S. dollars in the United States, up to 210 to 665 billion U.S. dollars globally. Disease. Higher amounts of alcohol increase the cancer risk. Even half a glass of wine daily increases the risk of mouth or throat cancer by 168%. Cancer of the liver, breast, colon. Liver disease. Cardiovascular disease. Metal toxicity. Brain damage. Amnesia and dementia. Brain shrinkage. Organ failure, heart, liver, kidneys, 
stomach, pancreas, eyes, birth defects, mental retardation, fetal alcohol syndrome, stunted growth, facial deformity, sudden infant death syndrome, miscarriage, alcohol-related violence, child abuse, 50% of cases, violence toward loved ones, 30% of cases, violent acts, 40 to 80% of cases, suicides, 20 to 50% of cases, plus more. So I want to sum up, it's very easy to change the climate warming and to save the world. Just be veg, go green and do good deeds. Only three things to do. Very simple. Don't even have to follow me. Don't even have to practice meditation method. It's much better if we do, but not everybody is ready for it. So all they have to do is just be vegetarian, be green, and do good deeds. That's it. If everyone did that, we would have heaven on earth. Yes, that's so simple, really. I hope everyone would try that. Be great, go green, do good deeds. Very simple. I'm a simple woman. And I promise if people do this, we will have heaven on earth within months. And all the ice cap will come back. Where the pattern will change. Hunger will stop. And we will be blessed with so many visionary inventions that we never thought possible. We will have blessing from heaven and everything will be possible after that. After we save the planet by being veg, go green and do good deeds. We will have so much possibility we never think that it could happen. It's been great having you as a guest today on uh, the program. Uh, that's, this has been great. Thank you, thank you. I'm very grateful also that you give me a chance that we help each other to spread out the solutions to save the planet. And together we might be able to arrive there. And I hope that more other media will follow your shining noble example to spread more news about our crisis and the simple solution to save our planet. Thank you, Mr. Bean. Namaste. Namaste. All love to you and heaven bless you so much. Bless your loved one as well. And bless America. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. Namaste. A phone interview, a conversation with Supreme Master Ching Hai, author of the new book called The Noble Wilds, which celebrates love of creation, love of nature, love of animals. Beautiful green photography, lots of nature scenes, lots of animals, and poetry about various animals in celebration of creation and nature. My name is James Bean. SpiritualAwakeningRadio.com is the website. You can email and uh, share your thoughts about the program. My address is James at SpiritualAwakeningRadio.com. For Spiritual Awakening, I'm James Bean. 